Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The right of the people to keep and wear orange shall not be infringed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. Make sure you subscribe as well. Thanks in advance for that. We've got a ton to get to tonight as far as Syracuse basketball goes. We're going to hit that up before we get into the UNC game. But first, we got to hear from the good folks over at MyBookie, of course. And if you are betting online and you're not using MyBookie, whether you're kind of a novice like me or someone more experienced like Joe, and you're not going to my bookie to get them to double your money with house money, you got to go over to my bookie right now, mybookie.ag. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is now slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best possible service. So if you are willing to wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over 100 bucks. If you want to use that... Um, offer up, use promo code QS25 when you activate the offer and you can get that after 7pm if you want to sign up during normal business hours you will use promo code QS, they will still match you dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand book, thousand bucks. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use promo code QS during regular business hours and QS25 after 7 p.m. Um, you play, you win, you get paid. It's simple. No chasing around Joey Bag of Donuts to get your money. None of that stuff. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, so, a couple quick annou- announcements, real quick. We've been kind of wanting to network and I just happened to talk with a guy named Tyler Morona. He's a former Syracuse defensive end. He's a class act. Uh, he has his own show as well. We're trying to get him on this show. I would love to get him on at least a couple times before the football season ends. He's really he's really good. He knows his stuff and he's in, he's interesting to listen to. So uh, if if uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter it's at Tyler Morona. It's T Y L E R M A R-O-N-A, if you want to give him a follow on Twitter. And speaking of networking, if you're a small business owner in the Syracuse area and you're interested in getting some airtime, we want to work with you. We uh, have a win-win opportunity to present to you where no money exchanges hands. So if you're a small business owner in the Syracuse area, uh, preferably someone with a storefront, but 
Uh, I mean, we can work with that. You'd have to DM me, and, we'll, we'll, and I'll give you the details. You can DM me on Twitter at Cuse Militia or Cuse Militia at Gmail. Uh, send me an email, and uh, we'll talk. So, all right, Joe. Yes. You you know, bye week, football, not a whole lot happened over the weekend, really, you know. Well, the orange stuff. and white game. The orange and white game, Sunday. Um a no. huge announcement. No big deal, though, I guess, right? Why not? Gerard, <laughs> it's sarcasm. So, <laughs> uh, Gerard, I mean, Twitter just lit up. Everybody was waiting oh, by yeah. their phones. Uh, or, well, I guess, you know, waiting for these live feeds to pop up. So, uh, you know, we've been anticip- We've talked about Gerard on here a-, a-, a bunch of times. We've been watching him for at least a year, right, Joe? At least since last Basketball oh, yeah. season, beginning of the last basketball season. So, oh yeah, last year he beat or he uh, he broke Lance Stevenson's New York State high school basketball scoring record as a junior. So, yeah, in uh, in his in his uh, junior year, he averaged averaged fifty points. Okay, yeah, <laughs> he averaged. for Glen Falls High School, he averaged fifty points, seven rebounds, six six assists per game. Uh, he has 3,306 3, career points. And he's the only player in Syracuse, New York, to reach, or in in, in New York State rather, to reach a th- yep. three thousand. And, and he's got a whole other season. Oh yeah, and he's got, and he's a, <laughs> not, he's just now a senior. So in basketball season's yeah. about to ramp up again. There, uh, he played for the City Rocks, twenty-two games so far. He's averaged eleven points a game for that. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, AAU. Yeah. Yeah, AAU. He's got. 37% field goals, um, 35 on three-pointers, and 97% from the free-throw line, which is awesome. Same team Buddy played on. Same team Buddy played on. Also, another one of the prospects that Syracuse is still looking to get and who actually visited this past weekend, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. So uh, he's a center. Um, no, that's a, that's a long shot, but if he... It is a long shot. You never know. If he wants to stay close to home and wants to play with a couple of his old AAU buddies... I'll gladly take him. I think he's like the number four prospect in the class. So, yeah, by <laughs> usually the way, a guy we don't get. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Gerard is the top three in shooters for the class of two, 2019. Yeah. So, pure score. Oh, absolutely. And, um, well, don't get me wrong. He can dish the ball too. He can play both guard spots, but, um, shoot, I don't care what, <laughs> what high school you play for. If you're averaging 50 points, it's, you can score. Right. So, well, I, Isaiah uh, Stewart congratulated him on Twitter, and he re- he quoted the tweet saying, "You're next. Don't keep me waiting." With an orange, <laughs> so a little pressure, yeah, a little pressure. Hey, I mean, he's already recruiting. Gerard's already recruiting. I mean, you can't you can't hate on that. That's awesome. No, never. So, um, <laughs> so never. what's the backcourt look like in in 2019? A year from now, you've got, you know, I think obviously, I think. No, I Frank think it's safe to say Frank a Howard's a senior. Um, uh, you got Tyus Battle. He's probably scooting out. You got um, well, Brissett's most likely gone as well. Brissett's most likely gone. Yeah, which I mean, he's not a guard anyway, but it's just right. somebody else that we're losing. Uh, but you got you know, Howard Washington. He'll be a senior next year, right? No, no, he's no? not a senior. No, no, no. He'll be. I think he's. Is he a I still think this he's. Year? I, I, yeah, I still oh, okay, think he's going to – yeah, he was a freshman last year. Okay. I still think that, you know, this year he's probably going to end up redshirting, but, I mean, you never know. Um, he's probably the most far-along person as far as coming back from an injury or not not necessarily ready for the season. Um, 
but yeah, if if you lose those guys, um, you know, you're talking about he's probably going to play. Bayham's probably going to play Buddy Bayheim and, and Elijah Hughes down in the uh, the forward positions, small forwards. So coming back next year, when you look at who we have, you're talking Jalen Carey and Howard Washington, and then the incoming, the other incoming freshman who's committed so far, uh, uh, Bryson Goodine. Uh, so that that you know the guards' positions is is wide open. So um, it's also kind probably, of full, right? I mean, what do you got? You're gonna, I mean, uh, next next yeah, year. I mean, technically, yeah. <laughs> and when you look at it, yeah, yeah. you're going to have Jalen Carey, and you're going to have Howard Washington probably man in the the point guard position. And Bryson Goodines looked like a pretty good uh, shooting guard. Yes, yeah, I know they. I know ESPN they had him rated. By the way, Bryson yeah. Goodine. And they talked to um. They talked to. Uh, to Joe Girard's father and was asking about, you know, where Syracuse is going to play him and where he's going to use him. And I guess from talking with the coaches and everything they plan on, uh, they see him basically being able to play both positions. So, um, that's, all, that's, that's good. Yeah. So either way, I mean, it was a good night. It was a good night. Some good news. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the fact that honestly, I really wasn't paying too much attention on the whole, um, I don't know what they call them, the Midnight Madness orange-white game when I really didn't even know that it was Friday until Friday when I saw all the, the stories and stuff. So on a bye week, and you got some bye stuff, you know, we don't got a game, and then we have the, you know, the inter-team scrimmage for the fans to come out and see, and, uh, and then the type of commitment that we got uh, from him on Sunday. So it was definitely... Definitely some excitement for Orange fans, even though we didn't have a, a football game this weekend. So, yeah, uh, the the 2019 commits so far we mentioned uh, Bryson Goodine, 69th in the ESPN Top 100. We got Gerard, yep. obviously. Um, he's he I see him a lot as a three star online, but I mean a couple places have him a four star. I think he's a solid four star, but I mean I'm not. I don't know what the hell they're looking at. He's they got on two four seven. He's 195. So. But the guard, they, the guard position, though, that might be his position, though, too. So yeah, it could be position, but I mean, I I just think overall, it's a lot of times they look at everything. They want to look at um, the athleticism and the size and you know stuff like that. So there's probably less skilled guards out there that are six five and are probably more freakishly athletic than him. But uh, he's a real confident guy. He knows what he can do and. Um, Obviously, when you score 50 and you're out there playing on, you know, Albany City Rocks AAU circuit, uh, usually a pretty formidable squad. So um, I'm not worried the, the least bit. So I think it was one of those things where back in the day, Jimmer Fredette, he was uh, he was a guy like that uh, who could score from Glens Falls. And he got under recruited and I'm going to BYU and he ended up making a pretty good name for himself. And he's over in China right now, actually uh, making some good money and winning some championships. So uh, I don't think Beheim was going to let uh, somebody from that area uh, fall through you know, again. Y- yeah. Yeah. For that, when you I can think score, too, you can score for that could light it up from all over the place. And by the way, he, he, I think he, you know, we talked about, I just mentioned real quick and I don't want to bore you with, with this, but you brought it up. Uh, 3,306 career points. Yeah. Uh, f- He'll be over four. Right, most likely. Uh, Fredette had like twenty four hundred and something and some change. Right. So if that's any comparison, if uh, oh yeah, well he wasn't putting up, he wasn't putting up fifty points a game, but he was a pretty deadly shooter. So right. and again, like I said, once he got to BYU, built his body up, 
you, you saw what he did. So that's probably going to be one of Joe's main things. But um, the shooting and the scoring, like I said, he can get to the basket. He can dish. He can shoot. Uh, he's got a quick release. So uh, I'm not too worried, especially with the people that were le- losing. Part of him coming here is because – you know, the playing, the playing opportunities, I'm sure. So, right. Um, so, you know, go good ahead. school close to home and he knows he's going to get an opportunity to play. It's going to be on him and whether or not he can prove that he can get those minutes next year or not. Yeah, absolutely. So you got Goodine, uh, John Bolajak. He's a commit center. Uh, he was, yeah, he's, already got uh, three. Yeah. And Gerard, uh, Bolajak, by the way, uh, he was on 247 Sports. He's ranked 371st, but whatever. Yeah, well, that's just one of the. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Bay so, Musikita wasn't highly ranked. Uh, Bayheim traditionally, especially because of the 2 3 zone, he likes those those lengthy guys. And uh, he gets those four year, you know, five year lengthy guys who might not be able to come in and, and do it right away. But at the end, the, the end of their time there, they end up in, being pretty formidable uh, um, centers. So. Um, in who else is still out there? Let's see. Um, mm. A cook, a cook. Uh, he's forward. He's thirty ninth out of a hundred. Uh, Quadis Wahib. These are all. These are from two four seven Sports, by the way. He's one hundred and thirty second. Did you see the I, cook, a cook? That story. I didn't. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know if somebody hacked his stuff or if someone was spreading. There was a rumor going around that he had committed to UConn and he had to go to. He had to go to, to Twitter. Twitter and to uh, social Correct media to, to let people know that that wasn't the case. So, oh, That's nice. Uh, yeah. I, Isaiah Stewart, fourth at the ESPN Top 100. That's um, the guy. Yeah, Coffee Cockburn, 31st out of the ESPN Top 100. These are guys that Syracuse is still – they've offered and are just waiting. Uh, Quadis Wahib, center, 132nd. And, um, oh, De- uh, Dimon Kerrigan, Diamond Kerrigan. Yeah, he's another center. So yeah, uh, you never really know what goes on behind. The, if, yeah, if, I know but exactly. John Bolzak, if he, if he, Quincy Guerrier, Guerrier, yeah. There's a couple of guys out there, but once people start committing, then who knows if if they don't go back to those guys? Like, hey, you know, we got this guy. We really don't have room for you. I mean, that's just how it works. It's set. You know, it's as sad as what it is. That's kind of how colleges work most of the time. Is they offer a bunch of people. You know, multiple people in positions, and it's kind of a race to make your decision. You know, um, they can make exceptions for certain people, depending. Isaiah Stewart, I'm sure they're going to leave a spot open all the way till he commits. But all these other guys, like John Baljac, he he committed. So maybe all those other centers that are on that list, maybe behind closed doors, they're kind of getting the hey, well, you know, he committed. So. Right. We don't really have the room now. You know, that's just right. how college is. There's not a lot of scholarships, so. It's always uh, fluid and it's always moving, depending on the commits and stuff like that. So we'll just have to wait and see. Also, um, the, so all right, moving on from that. Okay, that's awesome. Welcome, Joe Gerard. We yes, uh, we thank you, a, thank you, thank you. Yes, that was a huge <laughs> one that everybody wanted. And, and if you looked at the hats on the table, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say this now. It's easy to say now. I should have tweeted it though, but I didn't because I didn't want to look. I didn't want to be wrong. If you look at all the hats on the table, the Syracuse one was the one with the bent brim. It looked like it was yeah, put on and, and, and fitted before 
beforehand. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I noticed that, but and when he when he grabbed it, I'm like, God damn, I should have said something, but I didn't care. I was so happy. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Frank Howard, he's still in a walking boot. Coach says he's doing good. Um, he's doing as good as he could be doing. Um, yep. He, they expect that if all goes well, he'll be able to practice about a week before the regular season, if everything goes according to plan. And you know, he says it it hurts a little bit still, but. Um, you know, they're just going to have to wait and see. They're, they're kind of in the waiting game there. I, I think um, – I don't think they really downplayed it, but it's just all that stuff's kept so quiet. But Frank Howard practicing a yeah. week before games doesn't really – it doesn't really – it doesn't make me nervous, I don't think, at all. I think it'll be, if, if he's healthy, then I trust him to be good. Yeah, I think with the way that our schedule usually goes, uh, we should be okay um, – to kind of just let him take his time with the recuperation and, and getting back to where he needs to be. Um, I don't think it was a crazy knee injury. Uh, and I don't know. I just think that he's going to be fine. We just have to kind of sprinkle him in until he gets fully healthy. But we have the talent against the teams that we play against early to kind of, you know. But Jalen Carey, he sprained his ankle in that game. and He's supposed to be his backup. So, yeah. Hopefully that's not one of those high ankle sprains or something crazy that linger. Uh, it didn't you know, look. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it happened on Friday. So I, looking at where their schedules are, even with the exhibition games and stuff that they have, I just can't see unless it's. I mean, you never know; those high ankle sprains can linger. But he should be good to go. And with the guys that we have and the experience and stuff, um, you know, we got time early to kind of let guys mend up. And, and get ready for the season. So as far as guard situation goes, and even like forwards looking at some of the stuff that happened and some of the stuff I read, I mean, I know you showed me some of the stuff on uh, Twitter, some of the the videos that were they're being playing there and stuff like that. And just looking at some of the stats, um, there's some guys that kind of surprised me as far as some of the things they could do. So uh, Buddy Beheim, man. Yeah, Buddy Beheim, <laughs> 19 points. Uh, he included four threes in there. He won the three-point uh, contest at halftime. That actually went into, uh, uh, what do you want, like a sudden death mode, and he hit the half-court shot to kill it. But what yeah. actually happened was, is during halftime, they actually counted wrong. Oh, really? They actually counted wrong, and he actually won it outright. No. By one. Okay. By one against Brissett. Brissett was he was awesome too in the orange and white game. Um thirteen of his game high twenty nine points were in the third quarter. He knocked down three threes. And yeah. also Adrian Autry scored the last points of the game, solidifying the win for the orange team with a three. So that's junior. Yeah, Adrian junior. Junior. Well right. I don't think coach didn't get out there and <laughs> it sued up again. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Adrian Autry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to be, you know, specified. Yeah, but, you know, I guess, you know, obviously we weren't there, but, you know, unfortunately, the highlight of the game, not the highlight, but, you know, the, the biggest the biggest story of the game besides Buddy Beheim hitting that half-court three during halftime, uh, our half-court shot during halftime was Jalen Carey going down, like yeah. you said. And yeah. uh, he was actually helped off the, the floor, and uh, they said he went down in a heap. So, just you know, we well, it's usually what happens with ankles, man. That stuff hurts. I mean, that's just if you come down on someone's foot, that's just something that's. Oh, I've experienced it, you know, a couple times. I know your brother has. I played with him, and he was never the same with that after. So, 
Yeah, um, the ankles are. I do. I mean, I was. What the hell was I doing? Oh, I, I, uh, I fell off. A going ladder. to get the mail. <laughs> I fell off a ladder. <laughs> no, I fell <laughs> yeah, off a ladder, <laughs> and I rolled my ankle really hard. I landed on the side of it, and it. I never went to the doctors or anything like that, but. Yeah, it hasn't been right since. Oh, no. It happened to me in a basketball game. was going up for a rebound, came down on someone's foot, and now I have a bump somewhere in my ankle that wasn't there before. So, you know, things happen. He's got the, you know, <laughs> but did you go to the doctor or anything like that? That's what I'm saying. They, he, no. He's getting treatment, I, you know. They had iced yeah. up right away. You know, I was at work. Oh, I, I, couldn't, work. I couldn't go back in the game, yeah. No, I couldn't go back in the game. I was done for that night, but, um, yeah. So. It's, they're, 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 ugh. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Can you imagine being there and watching him just go down? And you know, he, he gasped when he hit the floor. Well, and the thing with that too, with ankles, there's so many, so many different bones and tendons and things in there, and you never know what you're gonna, you know. It's uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, it's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, the Orange will face St. Rose on October 25th. I guess that. I that's an exhibition. That's an exhibition, right. There's two yeah. exhibition games. St. Rose, October 25th. That tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. And then LeMoyne, a week later, October 31st. And I don't know what time that's going to be. but it's it, you know, Probably the I, same. Probably the same, but when I find it, I'll, I'll post it like on Twitter yeah. and whatnot. Uh, but their first regular season game comes November 6th already. We are talking, folks, like... Less than a month. Three weeks. Yeah, like three weeks. Yeah, it's um, so that yeah. game. By the way, <laughs> November sixth game, first regular season game of the season comes against Western Michigan, and that's you know what is this? It is. It is what it is. Basketball and football. Is this some kind of contract, or it's their first game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. I just realized that myself. It's all good. It's all good. I tell you what. I, from what I heard, O'Shea Brissett looks really good. Beheim was talking about how he's going to be a better three point shooter. I mean, Obviously, he was physical physically just a specimen last year after his double double machine so between him and, and ty's battle hopefully getting a little bit more um efficient and the guys coming in man i'm excited when I'm i was excited, when so. i was talking to tyler uh, we talked for about an hour and he brought up he he can't wait to see dollar's eye and i'm oh, yeah. i know i mean everybody just loves dollar's eye i mean the, the kid's got the best attitude out there He's scrappy. No, yeah. He's got no freaking meat on his bones, but he's always down there. He'll dive on a ball. He just does not care. Everybody loves him. Oh, he him. does all the dirty stuff. Doesn't oh, care yeah. about scoring. I mean, shoot, yeah, exactly. last year he didn't he didn't score until he was basically forced to. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know it was tournament I mean? time. They're like, well, we're just gonna leave him open. And Bam's like, dude, you gotta shoot. Yeah, remember <laughs> like, how many times he looked at he would look at the rim and then pass the ball off? And you're like, oh, yeah. he had an open shot, and he passed the ball off. But yeah. that's a confidence thing. And he, then he, we saw that get a lot better at yeah. the end. And as you noticed, that's when we started, you know, getting over the edge of beating those teams. That was a lot of, you know, that that NCAA tournament run was a lot of him being able. I mean, people want to, you know, oh, eight points, seven points, twelve points. Like that's stuff that we weren't getting anywhere else, but the main three. So yeah, absolutely. So um, all yeah, right, well, excited. Yeah, excited, and we'll 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 be doing some more basketball stuff. Oh yeah, all the way up until you know we're double dipping with football and basketball. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the Loud House, the best damn college sports fans in the nation. 
All right, so you can always get on the fan feedback if you want to um, tweet at us at Cuse Militia. I always present. You can follow us at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter, by the way. And we always present a question after the game. And you can either leave your comment there or, and I'll post this again uh, at the end of each game too, you can call 315-236-2436. 315-236-2436. And you can leave a message after the game. And that way I don't have to stumble over your horribly proposed comments with absolutely no punctuation. And I don't look like a fool, and you can just we'll just play your comment right off the voicemail, so we can do that. Oh, too. come on! Don't blame the fans because uh, you can't read. <laughs> oh, it's tough sometimes, bro. It's tough. <laughs> so I well, did- I mean, if they want to get you know, and it's another way for them to get on there, ask a question, and, and we can and we'll play it, and it's just another way for the fans to be more interactive. You yeah, know, absolutely. And by the way, ah, oh, crap! I meant to mention this in the beginning, but it's all good. The Google. The, the uh, YouTube live stuff is set up, and the number is set up, so you can actually watch on YouTube live and call in. You could actually do that, and we're going to try to figure that all that out. We'll get this stuff worked out, man. We, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a little technical, man. No, we got some kinks to work out, yeah. but you know, yeah. we'll figure like, it out. Like, like getting Joe to help me with a test run. That's one kink. Well, so, I mean, so I mean, it would be nice to make himself available, you know, more than once a week for forty-five minutes. That would be great. But hey, you know, <laughs> don't I know, blame Joe Girard. He just signed. He I know, just signed. I know. I know. Joey. Joey. The other Joey G. I know he's got. You know. He can st- I know that he's Joey got G no can kids. Still decommit, so we better. I, I know he's got <laughs> no kids. He lives in a bachelor pad with his brother. I mean. You know, I got I got three. That's, kids ar- that's arguable. That's arguable. <laughs> that's that's true. arguable. That's true. I'll give you that. All right, the polls. So um, I did one poll earlier in the year. There was a report saying that next year, that the ACC wants wants their teams to schedule a couple early uh, conference games in the in November. So, uh, I Joe. We we talked about this. You thought you think it's great. You th- you're you're fine with that, right? You're okay with that. Oh, I just think it helps with the uh, like when, when I talked about it, it was more. And I remember going to these games, but once the students leave for holiday, then there's a lot of tough tough games sometimes, especially non conference. Well, it's a, usually ACC like the conference games come after the New Year, so right. A lot, a lot of times you get those kind of tough non-conference end of the non-conference schedule at home where the students aren't there. And sometimes, you know, you get those kind of dull, you know, we, like I told you before, I was at the Cleveland State game when they beat us. I was at the Wichita State game when they beat us before they were Wichita State. And those kind of teams, it's not a sexy draw. It's not a sexy name where the fans are going to be like, oh, let's go to this game while you got family in and it's holiday season and stuff like that. But if you can flip it and you can make that a Boston College or a known ACC or conference opponent, then I think that that can very, very much help with um, our fans and and the attendance at uh, the Carrier Dome during those holiday hours. So that's the only reason why I think that that's a great idea. But And I, you know, I agree, but I'd rather just get our get our footing, have those <laughs> non-conference out of the do, way, do the non-conference Get right. it done with. We know what we got, and then we can get down to business. Because I mean, although it's exciting, 
having conference games that early, it's especially exciting. Just basketball being there and starting up is exciting. That's all I need. I don't. No, oh, I don't abso- need absolutely. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? So uh, no, I completely understand that, and it's just one of those things that comes with rule changes. Is some people that you, I mean, usually with a rule change, it causes a different kind of issue that maybe might be unforeseen. So you never really know. I'm just kind of looking at the positive side of what could be a positive side right. of that, but right. you never know what's going to come out of it. So I proposed the question on Twitter, the Twitter poll. They love they love our polls. The the people they love our polls, Joe. Yeah, and every time than me. every time we have our polls <laughs> pop up on Twitter, people interact with the polls on Twitter. So they love it. 174 people voted in this poll. How do you feel about ACC conference games starting in November? Uh, two choices: too much stress, too early. That's where I that's where I was. 33. percent no, Of course. 33. <laughs> percent And the other choice was bring on those bums. Bring on those bums. Edges out. 67. percent So. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, the other, no. the, go ahead. You got something to say? No, I was gonna just going to say. We going to say. I, I say? Think that, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. You all right? God, Jeez, I think I swallowed so a bug. Um, no, what I'm joking. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, oh, no, I was just saying that. Um, I think that's one of those things where it, they could really, really take advantage of this during that time with everybody that comes home during those holiday years or uh, during the holidays and everything like that. And people, they come home. I know you, me, especially if I come home and there's a game and I can possibly go to it, yeah, I'm going to try yeah. my best to do it. Absolutely. But, you know, that's when they can have, you know, they can put up some some family plans up there. They can kind of maybe lower some tickets, encourage the community to come out and, um, you know, they could really make it kind of a home field advantage. Cause I'll tell you right now, we don't get the true home field advantage during those, those times when I get so nervous when we play home games and those students aren't there and we have just kind of a, yeah, eh. you mentioned it last year. I remember. And it's so quiet in there Yeah, when they quiet. do that, you know, you got yeah. a lot of kids, a lot of people, sh- people in there. It's like they do right. the senior citizen discount. No, I'm just, you know, there's a, like there's a lot of people from out of town that aren't used to being there. They're like, oh, you know, it's just a nostalgic late. Let's go to a game because I haven't Let's been home in however yeah, many yeah. years. Yeah, you know, like they're not the diehard loud fans that you want all the time. So, you know, it's just a way to, I think, kind of fill the dome and, and possibly, you know, make it a little bit better atmosphere uh, during that time instead of possibly losing. And if you lose, it's a conference game. Right. True. If you, you know, in, instead of to a mid-major team that might come in like St. Bonaventure and try to uh, screw up your stuff. Yeah, so. exactly. Which they almost did last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. good thing they ended up being a good team. Yeah. The Bonnies last year. Well, with I mean, we knew they were a good team, but I mean, one injury and that looks like an awful loss. So. Right. Exactly. Uh, the second poll was we're halfway through the season. Syracuse sits at four and two. Where do they finish? And if uh, I could only put up four four options, so I said comment with another prediction. I had four and eight. I wanted to see how many people were going to be super negative. Four hundred and thirty. Right. People love our polls. People love our polls. Whenever our polls pop up on Twitter, they're like, bam, they're, they interact yeah. with them. Like even other Syracuse outlets. Four hundred and thirty-three <laughs> votes on this one. Uh, four and eight got three percent. Okay, good, good. I wanted to put that one in there because I wanted to see. Uh, I should have, in hindsight, see maybe that's, done that's eight and that. four. Huh? That's that loud minority. I I know, I know, right? It's um, crazy. <laughs> this this one is this one I thought five and seven got eight percent. I thought it would get more. Six and six 
is something I'd be happy with, but it's not where I went. Six and six got twenty one percent. I I was a seven and five guy. That yeah. got that got sixty eight percent. But there were a lot of there were a lot of um, a lot of people. Right ins, uh, right? Yeah, there was a bunch. There's a lot of eight and fours, and I think that there's more eight and fours than actually wrote in. So uh, Dave uh, at Orange NVA, sticking with my prediction of eight and four, but we'll have to win a game. I thought we'd lose since we didn't beat Pitt. Okay, so mm. that's you know eight and four. I think is a lot, but I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just I think it's a lot. Uh, at SU Oranges. Prove me wrong, gentlemen. Let's go orange. I think she might have voted and replied. Uh, at 44Qs44, he says 8-4. and four. He's 8-4 and four all day. He puts the oranges down. Slam. Yeah, done. There we so, go. So, yeah, 8-4 uh, and four was popular. I, I wish I had put it in there. But I think – I honestly think that um, – I think 7 and seven and 5 with 68% out of 433 votes, I don't think that was going to get edged out. And that's where I sit. Joe, where do you sit? That's where I sat too. Okay. That was my vote. Right. Yeah, seven uh, to five. And it's just because of what of what I've seen earlier uh, in the season. I think as you every week, Syracuse.com they kind of update their their ACC. Um, what is that? Power rankings, right? And yeah, you know, at, at some point they had Pittsburgh as I think the last team. You know, but we saw where that got. You know, they they beat us and. Um, then they went and gave Notre Dame, you know, hell of a game. If that field goal kicker would have kicked like he did against us, they probably would have won. And um, but now I looked at it the other day, and the bottom, like the bottom three teams, are Louisville, North Carolina, and Wake Forest, who we still all have to play. So I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta fall in our favor. But those are three teams, and then you have the the Boston College, Notre Dame, and in, 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 uh, NC State, which I think people thought we were going to struggle with coming in. So. I think eight and four would have been uh, probably something that I think it would have been a high if we would have won and been five and one and you would have been able to have that four and eight um, option and you would have put eight and four. It probably would have been higher. But because of the whole Pittsburgh scenario, I think seven and five is, is where it lands. It's just funny to see all these negative posts about all this stuff. And like you said, with the poll, what was it? Three percent said four and eight and eight yeah, percent said and so you only have 11% of the people that voted that think that we're not going to make a bowl game. Yeah, that's true. Out of 433, which is... Right. Was so, that 11%? So you're looking at 3366. Yeah, you're looking at probably about 70 people out of 433. Right. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Well, I mean, once again, the minority is the loudest. So. Yeah, yeah, and they are because they're the ones that they, they, they push back more on social media yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, it's and, all good. And we had, uh, you said Louisville was 14th. Uh, Wake Forest was 13th. North Carolina was 12th. Florida State, this is according to, is this Chris Carlson? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Chris Carlson. Chris, Chris Car- yep. um, 12th is North Carolina. 11 is Florida State. 10 is Georgia Tech. 9 is Pitt. 8 is Miami. Miami fell this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, 7, Syracuse sits at 7. And then Virginia yep. 6, Boston College at 5, Virginia Tech at 4, Duke at 3. NC State at two, and then obviously Clemson to wrap that up. So okay, yeah. all right, it's time to give stuff away. Look, uh, Michael, he he he, uh, our buddy there. Uh, if not now, then when? You know, I've sent. It's funny because I've sent stuff to. I've sent stuff to Texas. I have sent stuff near Albany. I've sent stuff to Detroit. I've sent stuff to. I think Florida. I've sent stuff. Did I say Texas? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but it's a big enough state we can say it twice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, um, but I have not sent anything from reviews to the heart of Syracuse. So let's hope Spud Mall Five is from Syracuse. He says five star podcast. This is a can't miss podcast for everyone in Cuse Nation. Do yourself a favor and subscribe. I agree with Spud Mall Five. How about you, Joe? You agree with Spud Mall? Absolutely, right? Do yourself a favor and subscribe. And we don't need any like one star buttheads out there trying to sabotage anything, you know. I would disown my brother if he had done such a thing. So, um, you know. No, it's ain't hitting hard, man. Don't, don't, you know, do what your mom says. (laughs) And if you ain't got nothing nice to say, just don't say it. If we prefer five stars. And if we're not giving you a five star show, which we're probably not. (laughs) <laughs> but, no. but, but, well then uh, wait, so wait. so what do you what do you what are you asking them to I'll do just say, I, you know, I mean shoot me an email cuse militia hey, at I look, 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 be honest be honest yeah that's all exactly. don't troll exactly. if don't you think troll. we're if yeah. you don't if you think we're a one star and you want to put a one star and you want to leave a comment as to why you think then that's cool with me just don't troll yeah, exactly. Uh, but so, if you want, if you want swag, leave a five star and a e- good comment. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. So the swag, this is like the Cuse crate. This thing is becoming bigger than I ever imagined. Because we got the we got the koozies, we got the the custom decals now going in there. We've got, uh, oh, I've got some other stuff coming. The the Blue Devil Tears sticker. Stick it on your favorite beverage vessel. Boom. Every time Duke loses, it fills up instantly. With whatever you <laughs> poof, Duke, poof, Duke tears right there, fresh <laughs> as can be. It's like magic. So yes. we've, we've got all that stuff coming. Spalled Mall Five, please email email us at uh, at gmail dot com. All right, Joe sits at five and one on his my bookie mm-hmm. picks, right? And of course, the my bookie. Well, pit. six and one. I picked. Uh, I picked Syracuse last week. I won. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And of course, the my bookie pick is brought to us by my bookie. Join my bookie, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand dollars. If you want to do it after seven p.m., you know the deal. You do it after seven p.m. You use promo code QS twenty five, and if you put in at least a hundred bucks, they'll give you a hundred and twenty five. They'll give you twenty five extra dollars to that. So visit my bookie online today, M Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use the promo code QS if you're before seven o'clock. They'll match you dollar for dollar up to a thousand, and it's promo code QS twenty five after seven. If you want that extra twenty five for the hundred dollar deposit, now you remember. Uh, you play, you win, you get paid. That's it. So, Joe, this opened up today. Syracuse, UNC at what? Eleven points to the to, yeah. to the good for Syracuse. Yeah, it opened up at eleven points. I don't really know how much it's it's moved since then. Uh, do you know what it is right now? I like to do the. I like to. Do, I like to you, do it live. You want to do it live? Okay. So it's ten and a half. Yeah. There you go. Well. I, I'm gonna go Syracuse. I'm gonna stay with it. You can really? call me a homer all you want. No, uh, no, I, I, I trust your opinion so much. Now, don't get Joe. me wrong. This, this game does make me nervous, but I, I just think, <laughs> I just think that, uh, that Syracuse is gonna come off this bye week, and that North Carolina has has put some decent games together the past couple weeks, and still kind of lost it, and they just. They just seem like a team that can't get out of their own way. Um, 
and we play good at home. So with that one week off and them going down and kind of giving it all they have um, at home against Virginia Tech and still, I mean, they should have won that game. They should have won that game. They lost it on their own. And uh, it's going to get to the point here where, I mean, it's going to be, you know, these kids are going to play for Fedora's job and the fact that they're just just not playing good or they are um, – they're going to come out and they're actually going to put it all together. I know they got some guys coming back from their suspensions and, uh, but they've had some injuries and again, so many mistakes and it's just seems like a, uh, seems like a team in turmoil. And I work with a guy, Mac, uh, he's got, he's part of the Rams club. He's booster. He's, he goes to all the football and basketball games. And this guy is, he is just distraught about this football team, especially the way that it's been. And, um, He's just he's not talking to him. He's not confident at all. Um, He likes to go to these games and he told me that even if he had um, uh, a ticket to go to this game, he don't think he would go because he thinks he doesn't want he doesn't he just doesn't have a good feeling. So really, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Syracuse Um, for them to clear ten and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we uh, put up too many points. So. All right. Well. UNC did fall to the Hokies 22-19 Saturday night. The Tar Heels rushed for 235 yards and 38 carries against Virginia Tech. Michael Carter, 18 carries for 165 yards. That's nine yards of rush. That's crazy. So uh, before the UNC game, Virginia, Te- Virginia Tech's run defense only allowed 503 yards for the entire year. That's an average, wow. of, that's an average of three yards, eight touchdowns the whole year, and 100 per game. Uh, for before the Virginia Tech game, UNC's rushing offense was ranked 63rd. After the game, they were they moved up to 48th, with a total of 948 yards on the year, six TDs, and now they're averaging 189 yards, 189.6, as opposed to 178.3. They were actually averaging before that. Anyway, so mm-hmm. Syracuse's. <clears throat> Run defense currently sits after these games have been played and everything cycled through this week uh, after the bye. They sit at 91st in mm. the country, the run defense. They allowed 1,081 yards the entire season, 4.6 uh, average per run. They've allowed 11 TDs all year with an average of 180 per game. Okay? So, you know, we're back to the same old thing. 91st, I mean, we're only looking at 130 teams. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you so, yeah. I mean, obviously you see it. And we talked about it last the last podcast. Um, that's the one thing that I am afraid of. Uh, that's Michael Carter. I have watched him, and he uh, is pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie to you. But you think you don't, you think that they're, they're, they're such a misfit club that, <laughs> as you said, they can't even get out of their own way. They should have won that Virginia Tech game. But they they there was too many turnovers in that game. In a late, so they had 522 yards of offense and scored 19 points. Right, they can't score. That's their problem. Right, they turn they have turnovers. They have, turnovers, they have right. penalties. Uh, timely. I mean, they lost three fumbles. It's the band they, of misfits. They, I mean, it's there's just a lot of stuff going on with that whole team. And not only were they inexperienced to begin with, and, and this year, uh, I mean, they just started off bad. I mean, so many players got suspended because they sold team shoes and. Uh, one of their best, um, yeah, they had a four star, uh, receiver that was supposed to come in and start right away. And he just, he got drafted in the MLB draft and just decided he'd rather go play baseball than come play for North Carolina football. Like 
that kind of weird stuff. You know, now you have they lost a couple games early. They lost to um, in-state rival Eastern Carolina. Yeah, none of the Power Five teams that are in North Carolina want to lose to Eastern Carolina or Appalachian State or any of those teams. Um, right. And they did. Um, and so, I mean, there's been people calling for Fedora's job. Uh, there's been people that have been getting injured. Uh, their quarterback from last year, Chaz Sarai, he was part of the – I think he was part of the um, the, the guys that – we're part of the um, suspension for selling shoes, and now he's out for the year. Uh, again, talking to my coworker, he he said that um, this kid, uh, Cade Fortin, he's a true freshman. They started him last year, or sorry, last week, and then he came out at uh, halftime uh, with crutches, and I guess he tore his ACL. So they're gonna have to go back to Nathan Elliott. I don't know how many fresh guys they have. Um, he's not. From what my buddy told me, he's not a great passer. And um, again, he's just, it's just, it's been ugly for him this year. And I just, <laughs> to bet that that's going to turn around to me is, is kind of, you know, that's why I went to After Syracuse. a tough loss going into Especially the after a tough loss when yeah. that's kind of like, eh, your season and you're trying to start something new and then the guy gets hurt and you got to bring in the old guy that nobody liked. And now you're going to go to Syracuse. And we have off of, and we're off of a bye. You know what I mean? So fresh legs. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, so just yeah. rested that shoulder a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Right, right, right. And really, when you look at it, when you look at the stats, it's kind of staggering. Like you look at Syracuse, we averaged 462 yards a game. North Carolina averages 406, but we averaged scoring 43 points a game to their 20. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then we only allow – we've averaged allowing 25 points a game, <clears throat> and they've allowed 33.8. Uh, I read something somewhere. I don't know exactly what the stat is, but they've given up a ridiculous amount of touchdowns, like over 35 yards. So I don't know if that's a secondary thing. Um, and, again, like we talked about all week <clears throat> from last week, we've had two weeks to get ready for it. There's no way in my mind that we can't figure out something with this whole – run game and I know we talked about missed tackles this this, and that but they got to try something different and again this is another team that comes in that's got kind of a inefficient passing game and they got to try something different what Um, now what 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 do you think what do you think a new look to the defense would be in your opinion I mean you're just just spitballing here but I'm just just load the box so just load the box. Just let them. I mean, you, you sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. And obviously you can see that this team, they they just they kind of have gotten in their own way. Right. And they only average 20 points a game. Right. So just like Monday Night Football last night, you go ahead and you let the team score. I'm not saying let them score, but you see so you watch the Patriots all the time. Patriots at the end of the game. Oh, all of a sudden there's a big play, and so Kansas City goes up with two and a half minutes. They come tie the game, and it's like, oh, you gave them too much time. And what's been killing us is our offense hasn't been seeing the ball enough. We, so we've settled if, for if we some have to, field goals too, a bunch of times. Yes, yes, we have. And, and North Carolina is pretty good at giving people touchdowns. So um, that right there, hopefully, will will help a little bit in trying to get some of those touchdowns. But I look at it more or less as like, hey, just stack stack the box. Make them do something. Make them beat you with a big play. If you if they beat you with a big play, your defense isn't on the field for so long, and then you get your offense back out there and you score. They can't sit there and score with us. What's going to kill us is if they sit there and they pound the ball and they run the clock down. 
Yeah, they're the running not, of the clock is what in, that's what that's what killed us against Pitt. That's what killed us against Clemson. Exactly, and that's they don't have the depth at quarterback. They're not gonna, and the guy's not they're they're not a prolific passer to begin with. He can make some throws, but sure, um, just like what. Pat Narduzzi said with Pittsburgh, he's not going to sit back and, and call a bunch of pass plays and let our, our defensive line just rush against them. And again, another perfect NFL analogy again, but Chicago Bears have been killing quarterbacks this year. And you watch this past week, what'd they do? They, Miami really didn't pass them. I mean, Brock Wasweiler, he played okay, but they just they lined up and they ran the ball. They didn't allow the defensive line to – and the linebackers to get that that rush and, and try to make havoc happen and get sacks and fumbles and you know force interceptions and stuff like that. So they're going to try to be as vanilla as possible. And we talked about it just like Pittsburgh and um, that we have to stop that. We have to force them to beat us another way. And if that means just going man to man with one safety up and you put five guys on the line, bring a safety down on the linebacker spot and you just do what you have to do. Like a I mean, running you, back spy. Like a 5-2 with a safety yeah. ready to blitz. Eight right. people in the box. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. And right. from what I've seen from North Carolina and, and from what I've talked to my buddy about, who he's all about it, um, you know, North Carolina, and he knows a lot about it. Um, I mean, I saw, talking to him today, I saw a guy that didn't think his team could go up and beat us. And um, and he's watched every game. He's been to every home game this year. So, uh, again, it's just one of those things where we just got to get over this hump and we got to figure out something different. We got to show our opponents that we can do something a little bit different. So you can't just show up and just run down our yeah, throat. You can't just show up, be one dimensional and work us, you know, right. milk the clock and just work the hell out of us. No, our defense is hands on hips and, you know, exactly. missing tackles left and right. You got to show the next opponents coming up that, you know, you have a, you at least have a game plan, whether or not, yeah, you know. And if and if their receiver and their quarterback beats our corner one on one, and they score right. and they score a long touchdown or whatever, which I, our corners I think I'm, have been pretty I'm good. I'm confident in them. I'm confident yeah. in our corners. absolutely. So make them beat them. Yeah, make them beat them because we've proven the last game and a half that people just lining up against us and just running down our throats can beat us. So make them beat us somewhere else. And if they do spring a long play, well, guess what? Now our offense is back on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's that's my take on it, man. They got some some good guys. Michael Carter's he's good, but you know you gotta you gotta concentrate with what's gonna beat you, oh, it, and you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do. I it, don't care if you is, gotta send the damn house, man. It is going to be interesting to see what kind of adjustments they've made over the over the two weeks off, and also how Dungey comes out because against Pitt he was off. He was that was probably his worst game in the whole year. So. Um, you know, be interesting, and I'm, it's definitely one he probably wants back. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, like we've talked about in nauseum, yeah, the fact right. that two two plays and we could be undefeated. Two so fourth downs on defense. We can't, yeah, two fourth down plays on defense, and we could be undefeated. So I mean, if it foots and butts and candy and nuts and whatever you always say, um, like basically, <laughs> it comes down to you can't let that get you down. You know, you just got to look at the next game and keep going. You know, there's. Two losses. There's, I saw some people on our polls saying they think we can go nine and three. Eight and four was a big option. So um, I think that for the majority, for the silent majority that that is confident in this team, they just got to keep going. And I, and I truly believe that we'll have a, a good uh, a good attendance this, this next uh, this next week too. Yeah, I think so too. Unless you we know, should. They got the we trip, trip to Beacon Skiff planned. And yeah, well, we Beacon Skiff can wait. 
That's you can buy those at the store. Skiff should have been this past weekend. It'd be yeah, it'd be snowing there much. soon. What the hell? Right, exactly. That's almost like a huge, <laughs> like a timely, timely bye week. Exactly. And at the end of the day, we we left the dome undefeated, and we went out and we gave it our all. A couple, a couple, you know, plays here, a couple plays there, and now they're coming back for the second half of the season. And if you're a fan that really wants them to be something different than what they have been, then especially in the second half and in November, then show up and show your support. Right. Don't absolutely. let don't let this be another Pittsburgh. Right. Right. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see, and um, it's going to be great. It's going to be interesting, and um, I can't wait for SU football to come back. And you know, top it all off, we're going to be double dipping here in a few weeks with basketball. Yeah. So, and then basketball is going to be full swing, and it's the that's the best time for for sports is 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 this time of year. I think. Yeah. You, know, you got well, the NASCAR mention, playoffs I mean, on. You got. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you also got to look at. Syracuse, I don't think we've even – have we beaten North Carolina since we joined the ACC in basketball? Not in basketball. Nope. Well, then you know what? It's time there to... it is right there. There's, There's your motivation. Your motivation. <laughs> Here's your sign. Yeah. Let's right. get him. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, all right. We'll be back here um, maybe sooner than later. We had uh, – we, we are working on an interview with an author who just wrote a book. I think it's called In the Zone. And uh, we might be back a little bit early for that, but we'll definitely be back at our normal time on Monday evening to record uh, the, po- the, the post game for Pitt. So that's it. Thanks to James on guitar. Thanks to everybody who uh, participated in the polls and comments and all that stuff. You know, we love you guys. Appreciate it. Remember to get those reviews in if you can. Thanks to uh, Spud Mall 5 and uh, emails, qsmilitia at gmail.com. More qsmilitia podcast is inevitable for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Danger zone. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. This is top heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.